Hello, and welcome to State of the Arts, a podcast by two idiots on NBN. Uh, my name is Gabriel Firmo. And I'm Lucas Bezerra. This is our second episode. For this episode, we're talking to Joe Netter. Uh, he's a sophomore here. He's a dual degree student in Beanin and Weinberg, and he does a lot of music. He has solo projects. He's in acapella. He's got a band of his own, and I think it's going to be a really good conversation. Yeah, so our overlap is switching slightly. Last time we were in very theater and music. Now we're like in pure music. Next time we're going to have to get someone who is like music and something else. Yeah. We'll just like slowly rotate around the spectrum. I mean, I think there are tons of interesting people on campus. It'll be easy to find. Yeah, and I'm really excited to to speak to Joe. He seems like one of those people who does a million things, right? Who somehow finds time to do everything that's cool, like that sort of thing. Before we get to that, I think we should go to our question segment. Right, so the question this time is kind of more, because you are a specifically very theater, very music, like writing kind of person. Yes. If you could not do any of those three things, what art would you do? I think the answer is in the question, you know, I would do like art, like visual art. Uh, it's something that I, that, I, <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second to see you turn that around on me. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Um, it's something that I'm really interested by. I really like it. You know, I, I mean, in senior year of high school, I had a friend of mine who did IB arts mm-hmm. uh, and she had a, a project in photography and I was just constantly helping her uh, with it because it's something that I'm really interested in. It's something that I think I've got a lot of, like, the creative bubbling in my mind for, like, mm-hmm. visual representations of things, of uh, just, like, visual art in itself, but I don't necessarily have the skills for it. <laughs> I mean, I can't paint, I can't draw to save my life, but I think if it were something more towards, like, photography and trying to use, like, different mediums to capture... Like, maybe like, film something. as well? I mean, that's I mean, court- sort of theater. It's but... all, yes, but I do, I do love film. I mean, I would move from music and this sort of like more uh, like expression side of the arts to, to the more visual things that are also what I'm really interested in, I guess. Yeah, that stuff always seems so difficult to yeah. me. Like, totally, totally difficult. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably not be a very good artist, but, you know, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta. You gotta. Yeah. Do, you have an, do you think you have an answer to that question? Or uh, I don't know. I like do, I already try to do a lot of stuff. So if I had to do something that I'm not currently doing, it's kind of difficult. I think it would be like composition, like musical composition, because uh, I'm more of a, if I have any musical chops, it's like in singing. I've never composed a thing in my life. Yeah. You know, just lyrics. Uh, never, never like music, music. So I guess I would move into that, because I think music composition is fascinating, but it's kind of like that thing that you're talking about with like art. Like for me, like I've studied i know how to read music i i will look at a staff and just blank like yeah. i have no idea no idea but if i if i had to do nothing i would do that that would be really cool that's pretty cool and it's a good segue to joe so yeah you know, let's get to him yeah let's go all right so for our guest this week we've got joe netter hey Thank you for having me. Um, okay, so tell us what you do on campus. This related to the arts. Music, I think, is your, is yes. your thing, right? Yes, music is definitely uh, my biggest thing, I guess. Um, so from like a club perspective, I'm part of uh, Freshman 15 Acapella, which is uh, one of the all-male groups on campus. Um, contrary to popular belief, we are all grades, and there are more than 15 of us. Uh, <laughs> but 
we have a lot of fun. So I've been doing that since last year. I'm also a member of a pop, R&B, hip-hop fusion group called Morning Dew. It's mostly like kids from the jazz program. Uh, so we play and we write our own music. And there's horns, there's a rhythm section, a bunch of us sing and uh, rap and stuff like that, which is a lot of fun. Um, and I also put out my own music. Yeah, that's most of it, what I do. Awesome. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So you do all this stuff off campus in general. You mm-hmm. sing. Mm-hmm. And you said you're part of a jazz group. I might have just missed it, but what do you play? Yes, well, so it's funny. My major in Beanin is um, jazz trombone. So I'm in right. the jazz studies program. So I play trombone for that with like the jazz ensembles and jazz orchestra. Um, but for the music that I do, like outside of Northwestern things, it's mostly uh, vocal based. So like I sing for a cappella. Um, and for Morning Dew, I play trombone and write and sing um, for them as well. Yeah, and are you kind of just like a one-man band for your regular stuff, or do you like borrow from people? Yes, so when I put out music myself, it's usually just all me, and so that's either like I'm layering myself, playing trombone and singing and playing instruments, or like I'll just produce the tracks for myself. That's awesome. I mean, you said that you compose the songs, right, for Morning Dew? Uh, Some of them, yeah. Some of them, yeah. What's your process like for writing? I mean, do do you like sit down when you feel like writing, or do you sit down to write? That's a great question. question. I I feel like I've done both in my life. There are moments, I feel like I've used songwriting a lot of the times as like a therapeutic process. So if something's happening, I always like to write music. There have been a few times where like I'll sit down and be like, I want to write today, but usually it comes (laughs) out not great. Um, But usually my process is is I always try to get a chord progression first because I feel like I can convey a lot more emotion through like the chords that I'm putting in and the melody that I have than just from the lyrics itself. Um, So once I have that, I just sort of like find lyrics that fit with the vibe of the chords that I wrote or the melody that I wrote. Um, And it all just kind of goes from there. It's often like a very, not like a short process, but I never like to leave anything like too unfinished. If I start it, I kind of just like to get it done and at least have a draft of it before I I go back and redo it. Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting. We were talking about composition before you came in. This just came up. And... The idea of, like, you said chord progression first, Hmm. then you put lyrics to it. He said he was working with someone, so Lucas, um, where they would bring the lyrics and you would put music to it. Yeah, I just wanted to ask, like, why? You did explain it a little bit, but, like, have you tried doing it the other way and it just didn't work? Like, how did you arrive on this process? So I think the biggest reason is that I've always just felt like I'm a stronger music writer than I am, like, a lyric writer. And so a lot of times lyrics for me, it's not about the the poetry for me, if that makes sense. Like, I know people who are just writing poetry all the time and, like, they have all these lyrics and, and stuff like that. But for me, it's just, like, I always feel like I connect more to any song that I listen to or write just like to the chord progression and and to the melody and things like that so I just gravitate towards that Um, and another reason I do this is because my oldest sister went to NYU and Pharrell was giving a master class to the the recording music program there and my sister went because she knew that I was into recording stuff and he said something about how um, when he goes to write a song um, he always plays the the chords first and gets the chords first because of the reason that that I said I kind of got this from him but he said that it always conveys a lot more for him to have that the harmony and the melody down and then put lyrics that fit that um, just because that's the way he feel like the music flows and that's the way I think the music flows at least when I listen to it too so yeah I mean that makes a lot of sense like I am 
a writer more than a musician yeah, in yeah. every way. But a friend of mine in Beanin asked me to write some lyrics for him, so he would give me music, and oh, then I wow. would put poetry to it. Yeah, yeah. But actually, me and Lucas are both from Brazil, hmm. and there's a long tradition in Brazil of poets selling their poems wow. to musicians to later put music to. Like, some of our most famous musicians did work like that. Yeah, so I just, yeah. I find that kind of, like, duality really interesting, because I yeah. don't think there is... I don't think it's solved. I don't think there's no, a right answer to that. I, I definitely don't think there's the right way. And I think it just depends on, like, what you connect to. Because, like, you know, if, if you're a writer, like you said, and, like, that's what you, you pour your heart into, then that's going to come across, and that's going to make the music better. I never really wrote before coming here, hmm. like, music or, or lyrics in general. And then when I got here, uh, this friend of ours, he turned to me and he was just like, hey, I've got a bunch of lyrics. Hmm. Like, you want to do something with that? And I, I just said, sure. You know, it was sort of like the opportunity presented itself rather than I sort of consciously made a choice to, yeah. to you know, start with lyrics. It has to be an organic process, I think, yeah. um, for, for writing music, at least. I mean, one thing, and so this is a little bit of a more tangent, but like yeah. one thing I'm really curious about, because you said you're a composer and you've mm. put some things out as a solo musician, how do you go from the position of like, I'm making this for me, this mm. is cool, I'm having fun with this, to having the confidence to be like, I'm putting this out, I'm looking for an audience, I want people to hear this yeah. and enjoy it, right? That's a great question. It, it's a really weird process. It's something that I, I've talked a lot about with people. I think the biggest thing for me is a lot of times when I write music, it is a lot of personal stuff and like stuff that I'm dealing with at the time and I've always found it funny like I can be a lot more vulnerable with like an audience of strangers that I don't know as opposed to like my friends or yeah, my parents yeah, and so I, like, I write music that's like talking about this stuff and like I, it's funny because like I'm not worried about like putting that out there and somebody in the greater Chicago area who I don't know will hear it and know about my life. Like, I don't really care about that. But it, it is weird when, like, I first play the album for my friends or, like, my family to get their opinions on it. Um, I feel like that's a much more scary process than, than actually putting it out. You know, like, if you're not putting out your music, then, like, and if you want to be a musician, then it's like, what are you doing? For you, is, like, being a musician more about the writing music, the composing part of it, or is it performance? Which part, I guess, do you enjoy more? That's a great question. I, I, I think it's it, it's a difficult question because I have a lot of fun just performing. Like, mm -hmm. some of the most fun experiences that I've had in my life have been, like, performing with Morning Dew. You know, the feeling that I get when, like, I go to see live music and you're just, like, in this euphoric state for, like, an hour where you're like, what just happened? Like, that's such a crazy feeling. And, like, to be able to do that to someone is, like, yeah. mind-blowing to me. To be able to, like, have that power one day would be crazy. But at the same time, like, composing music is very important for a much more, like, personal reason and that, like, it allows me to articulate things. I think if I had to pick one, it would probably be performing as a musician just because it's like just such a blast. Um, but, you know, I, I never want to stop writing music. But if I perform someone else's music for my career, I will still be happy. And if I can make a living that way, then I'm not going to complain. So You know, I, I think it's an interesting question because... I'm from the world of performance. You know, I did theater mm. my entire life. Yeah, yeah. You're in a much more, I guess, like, introspective sort of creative world. I mean, he does voice acting. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so that's I something tried, where yeah. it's dope. Yeah. You, you don't see the audience, you know? You, don't, you yeah. don't have that sort of interaction that I think is really what people that are in performance like that, like, yeah. we really thrive off of. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's... I'm turning this question on Gabriel. But, like, <laughs> well, how do you feel about it? It's, audience is funny for me because I did do music for a long time. I, I studied saxophone for five years and trumpet for two years before that and I was in bands. I was terrible. It was not <laughs> good. 
but like that experience of like performing for an audience is really like what you're saying like yeah. the one time you nail it and i didn't nail it very often <laughs> but i was like given like a solo in a michael jackson yeah, song i don't yeah, remember yeah. and i just like killed it this one night and seeing people like be there like they they got into it even yeah. it was like some dumb high schooler with a saxophone that is crazy satisfying i mean something that's also interesting too is like you get a lot of good performances like you said but you also get like a lot of bad ones <laughs> i mean it's difficult but when you like you said like when you're in it that one time and like everybody's there it's like that's all you need i'm actually really curious because you're this is one space that i find really fascinating as like Amateur musician, amateur, semi-amateur, at this level, starting to make your own stuff. How many opportunities do you get to perform your own stuff? Because mm. I know that like, the stereotype is like going to open mics yeah. and that stuff. Like, Where do you find the space for performance? So historically, for my own music, like without Morning Dew or anything, it's just really been that. Like coffee houses at different places or like going to open mics at restaurants and things like that. But with like Morning Dew and, and playing with a band, the, the opportunities we've had have been a little more streamlined. Like we play shows because like, you know, we have like seven people in the band, so we can't really do open mics. Um, mm -hmm. So we've been lucky enough to like do events at fraternities or like someone's house party. Or and we actually have a show coming up um, in December that's like in Chicago at this club that one of our, our members had connections with. So that's like, really cool. Yeah, that's been much more of an established like we're doing a concert for people who want to see us play music, which yeah. is a lot more fun. We like for people on the show to pay it forward because everyone has stuff there. Even if you're making stuff, there's stuff that other people are making that you're excited about. Yes. So what on campus is exciting you in the arts? Like, what are you kind of jazzed to see? Yes. Uh, something I'm very excited to see, um, which I'm, I believe will be at the beginning of winter quarter, is TBD's winter show. Um, TBD is an experience. TBD is an experience. Yeah. For people that are unfamiliar with what TBD is, it is a neo-futurist theater group on campus based on the oh, neo-futurist in Chicago. So basically their whole thing is like a string of 25 like short plays. But in the plays, there are no characters. Everybody's acting as themselves. And it's like ultra realism in the sense that it's like they're not putting on a show in so much as they're like telling stories. And it's just like the most wackiest stuff you've ever seen to like the most heartfelt and like sad and gut-wrenching stuff you've ever seen and it's just like one of the most fun show experiences i've ever seen i go see them every quarter that's awesome yeah. i'm i'm gonna see that for sure yes. that sounds really cool that, that's a that's a great plug yes yeah. yeah that'll be good thanks so much for coming in that yeah was nice thank to you talk for to having you. me this was a lot of fun yeah it was a fun interview fun conversation all right so thanks for listening to state of the arts on nbn uh, we will be back, uh, hopefully, in the start of winter quarter. And in the meantime, uh, have a great vacation and good luck on finals. So, yeah, we'll see you next time.